Hey, everybody. Happy New Year. Welcome back to The Wrap. Tom Azoy, Brendan Sennett in the house at NRM Streamcast. We're brought to you today, as always, by Warren RV Storage, 586-977-2770. You can catch them at 6900 East 14 Mile Road in Warren on the corner of Van Dyke and 14 Mile Road. Roger Z and the gang there. Go check them out. Tell them Maz sent you. There'll be a little extra, something extra in your uh, Christmas stocking. I know Christmas is over, but... You know, we could still get a little. Yeah, our stuff is thing. still up. Our, our stuff's still up as well. Yeah. Twenty-four hour security camera surveillance, LED lit parking area. That's an LED, LED lighted parking area. Fenced and gated property. You get your own assigned keypad, gate code, and the gates are operational twenty-four-seven. It's Warren RV Storage, and uh, welcome into the show. And uh, lots to talk about. You got Jim Harbaugh. If he's staying or going, is he signing? Is he stalling? Obviously, he's stalling. The NFL, he wants to maybe go to the NFL. Obviously, he knows he didn't make a difference here. God knows. We got plenty to talk about with that. The college football playoff. Who are the Lions going to draft? Number one pick. The Jets, of course, pissed it away to Jacksonville. Now, maybe they knew something because look at that Ohio State quarterback all of a sudden. If we needed Ethan here to really blow him up. But uh, the birthday boy is with us as well. He covers the one and six Detroit Pistons for the Detroit News. It's Rod Beard. Happy birthday, brother. Happy birthday, Rod. Hey, I, I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Uh, one and six, is that good? Not really. <laughs> but you know what? On pace for your number. What was your number? Uh, what did I say? Like 20-something? So probably yeah, under think, that. A little yeah, bit under that. I, I said an even 20, not to toot my own horn. Yeah. But you know I love to toot it. So You do. I think he said about 23 or so, and, you know, man. Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, but they, they played without Blake a couple of games, and uh, we'll see how it goes. But I'm a little nervous. I haven't watched a lot of the games, I'll be honest with you. But Killian Hayes going down in uh, Monday's game. Uh, MRI supposedly today. Do you heard anything about it? What's your take? No, I haven't. Haven't heard anything just yet, and and the way he went down because it was a non-contact thing, and he grabbed at that hip and and waist area. Those are just never good. The replay kind of showed that he, like you jam on that when you take a really hard step, oh. and if you you could break something there, you oh. could strain something there. It's so many bad things that can happen with a hip, and obviously in basketball, it's it's not the sport where you want to have that type of issue. Oh man. Rod Beard joins us. Detroit News covers the Pistons, covers a lot of things, but uh, the Pistons, they lose 125 to 115 to the Bucks. They play them again tomorrow, by the way. They're going to be a lot of this, I guess, uh, in this new COVID era. Back these home and homes, they played against Boston. They actually split with the Celtics over the weekend. But they've won eight straight, the Bucks have, against Detroit. That's the longest winning streak in, in that franchise history against Detroit. Yeah, I mean, they just, with Giannis, you're going to beat a lot of teams a lot of times, but the Pistons in the past few years, they just have not had anybody who could guard Giannis, and there aren't very many of those unicorns out there. I mean, Giannis a unicorn himself, but who's going to guard Giannis? There just aren't guys like that. I mean, Marcus Morris used to do a, a fairly good job, but just yeah. are you telling Jeremy Grant to go out and do it? He did it and got two fouls in the first two minutes. That tells you just how special Giannis is. What do you think of the signing so far and the way this team, it's completely different from last year's team, but Derrick Rose seems to have, well, Derrick Rose doesn't seem to get old, but I think he's probably the number one bright spot on that team. But what, what do you take on the team right now as it sits? Yeah, I think there's some bright spots and there's some, some building blocks to this um, that you can see that Jeremy Grant, he was thought of as kind of a fourth wheel on the 
Nuggets and coming here, taking on a primary role to be a scorer and a, and a defender. People didn't know if he was worth that $20 million. He's averaging 20-plus points and showing you everything in the bag that he is worth probably a little bit more than that. Um, Josh Jackson has been a revelation, too, that he's come out and played very well on the wing. Uh, even Sadiq Bey, that the, the maybe yeah. forgotten one of those first those three first round draft picks, all of those guys have come out and just played really well. And, and Isaiah Stewart, who I'm writing about for tomorrow, um, is turning into a Rodman Wallace sort of clone oh. that he just goes after offensive rebounds, and and he's going to be a fan favorite soon enough. Oh, I'm loving I'm loving what I'm hearing there. I'll take it. You know, we're gonna, we know we're taking it on the chin this year. We're going backwards, a step backwards. You got to see Andre. Uh, Andre Drummond in one of the games that we played. Uh, did you have a chance to chat with Andre? No, no. They're trying to keep everything separate with making sure players and, and commoners like us are, are yeah. not coming in contact. And, and you're starting to see these COVID cases in the NBA now. Kevin Durant uh, being one yeah, of the main four ones. games. But, I mean, just just kind of waved out to him and, and just said, what's up? And it's typical Andre. I mean, he, he's still playing the same way. He's making a lot of the same mistakes. But he's still one of the best rebounders of this era. And, and – it doesn't matter whether he goes to Cleveland or anywhere else. You, you think he's going to have that same sort of DNA. Rod Beard joins us on the wrap. Tom Azaway, Brendan Sennett in the house. Happy 2021, everybody. And uh, this season, I thought it was going to be a little bit different, but I, I was hoping that you're going to see some fans. You still are pretty uh, thinking that's not going to happen, Rod. Well, there are some fans at, at Little Caesars Arena. They, I think the Michigan uh, Department of Human Services, Health and Human Services, allows 250 fans. Um, so it's, it's some employees, some players, families, and just like a couple other kind of celebrities or whatever that they have during the game. But it's a smallish number of 250. It's not like at these football games where you're seeing thousands of fans in the stands. So it's manageable. Um, the crowd noise is probably more annoying than the yeah. actual fans. Piped in fan noise. <laughs> That's it's what I've been reading about. So I mean, you guys are getting deaf. Ridiculously deft. loud. What, ridiculous. Can't you just walk over to the DJ and say, hey, can you lower this? Uh, yeah, I don't know if he has a plexiglass screen up either. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know about walking over to anybody, but it, it's. I th- I've been thinking about just sending out an, an email or a text to somebody and just saying, look, can we get turn this down to seven? Seven would be an improvement because it's on 20 all game long. Right to Kevin Gregg. Greg will, Greg will take care of you. He'll, he'll make it happen. But, I mean, this is the point where you want to hear coaches cursing and players kind of yelling out and yeah. saying what the play is or what are you doing. And somebody was telling me in the bubble there was a lot of that. To do. You could hear arguing and yelling from the benches that you can't really hear that now. Now, you've watched several games, obviously, and the team you're not traveling with the team. So you got – I saw Mark Champion and uh, Rick Mahorn the other day. They put out a t- photo on Twitter. I don't think I've ever seen Mark Champion in sweats. And he's there with Rick Mahorn. I didn't know he owns sweats. I, I, I love I these guys. And, and they're just chilling out. How, how, how are they adapting, all the announcers and, and you guys covering these games from, from, from abroad? Yeah, it's just um, – there's a joke there. I'll leave it alone. Um, Maz wishes he could cover every game from abroad. If Clarence was here, it, forget it. If Clarence was here, he 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 would he would have already dove into that. He'd be on the tacos no, it's, already. It's weird. It, it's it's really weird because I mean part of the part of the the essence of our job is the side conversations that you have after yeah. practice or after shoot around, and you get to talk to uh, an assistant coach or a player at length, or somebody in the front office might give you a nugget of information. We don't get any of that stuff now. It, it's just you're covering games. You get the same quotes as everybody else, and you just got to make. Um, 
lemonade out of lemons and, and just deal with it. Um, so that part is different. I know um, Greg Helser and George Blaha are, are in the studio now. They're not uh, there for road games either. So it's tougher on them to try to call a game. Uh, for road games, you can't look at the bench and kind of see the demeanor and which guys might be pouting or which guys might be doing certain things. Even when Killian Hayes was, we couldn't see whether he was on the bench or, or in the back because we're not there physically to, to uh, kind of get that glimpse of things. So it, it's we'll get used to it, but it's still different. Do you think there's a way looking into the future of doing this this year? Because God, God willing, we're going to be able to do it the regular way here eventually. But do you think maybe more cameras at these games, like a camera just on the bench, for the media I'll say, a camera just on the bench, a camera at this corner of, of the of the court, a camera over there, just to give you like a bird's eye view, like like you would be, like you were there live. Almost like in the dugout at some yeah. Major League Baseball stadiums where you could see the bullpen, Absolutely. where there's no direct sight to the bullpen. That would be kind of cool. Good what do you think? think? Good thinking, Mass. What do you think, Rod? Wait, something to help the media? Yes. No. Something yeah. to help that's a, the media. That's, a, that's, a, that's an absolute no, because that would yeah. involve somebody just putting a camera up and giving us a feed. No, I don't think that's going to happen whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're the we're the last thought in, in their planning and how stuff is going to go and how to make the experience better. They'd rather make something else better for fans to to give a coach's cam and put a camera on a hat or something and, and show that view than anything for us. Well, I'll put a camera on top of the basket that moves then. You know, not, you know how the NFL has the uh, camera on the string? Something like that. Yeah, or the, or, or the, or the camera on the pylon. Anything yeah. would, would be an improvement. But, no, I, I think it's – it's really just looking at um, they want to keep a lot of that stuff private. And, and even the stuff when they mic a player up or mic a coach up, they should have a separate channel just for that live feed and just put a warning at the bottom. Yes, you will hear cursing. Yes, you will hear yeah. referee abuse. You will get all of this stuff. That would be high theater. But People I, I would love that. This is, I, I would love it. I mean, yeah. Sounds like my living room when I'm watching a game. Exactly. Look what they do for the college playoffs, the college football playoffs. You can get the Ohio State feed. You can get their radio feed. You can get guys sitting in a, on a couch discussing the statistics. You know how they do the, what do they call it, the mega cast? Yeah. People, I, yeah. I, I think that's the way, to, especially now, where we're, the way we're watching sports now, I'm bored. If it's not the NFL <laughs> right now, I, I'm bored. I, I need the fans. I need something. I just can't watch these guys going up and down the court. I, I'm bored. So that, wow. that halftime walk-off interview isn't good enough for you? No, it's not. And they hate that damn walk-off <laughs> interview, don't they? It's like, come on. Just stop that. They don't want to talk to you. That, that one in the between quarters for NBA coaches is sort of, yeah, I, I want to be back here with my assistant coaches and my, my, yes. my players. I don't want to talk to you no. during this timeout. Let's go. In the who's more miserable category, yeah. Belichick versus Popovich. No, and Saban. Did you see Saban the other day? <laughs> that, that's the that's the NCAA tournament, the, the, the number one seeds right yeah. there. Popovich, Belichick, Saban, yeah. and, and there's got to be one other red ass out there that Sh- wants nothing Shashevsky. to do. Shashevsky. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Okay. They don't want to talk. What are, you, what are you doing? Why are you putting that reporter in that situation? And this sounds really bad, but she's. it's usually some eye candy that's shoving the microphone in their face. <laughs> Well, they can't yell. Like, at, they can't yell at them. That's the good thing. Probably right. Probably true. Remember when? Uh, what was a couple years ago? Uh, uh, the last Patriots Super Bowl run. He kind of got into Belichick. Got into Wolfson a little bit. Yeah, eh, she was. She took it like a pro because yeah. she's actually a pro. But she is. Well, look look at poor Susie Colbert. What she had to do with poor Joe Namath. Well, back yeah. There. I, mean, you know. I mean, anyone but Susie Colbert would have would have folded up like a cheap suit that game. But she <laughs> are, she are kept him alive. That? The, the Joe Namath thing is one of the best sound bites ever. Ha! 
that is awesome. I still say that. Yeah! Ah, I want to kiss you. Oh I could God. care less about the, the team struggling. Struggling. About the team struggling. Chad Pennington. Oh, my God. That's my guy, Joe. Oh, my God. She she saved his ass, by the way. She saved him. He It could have been a lot worse. Know? I think she did. did. She but that was pre-Me Too movement, too, yeah. though. I know. She's a sharp. She's sharp, man. I think she saved him personally. She's like, okay, Joe, I, you know, we like you too. Back to you guys, you know. Oh yeah, in that sense, yeah, it was right. bad enough as it was, but yeah, she did. She did pour a little bit of water on the, uh, the towering inferno that it was. No question, man. <laughs> Rod Beer joins us. A little NBA talk here. Pistons, of course, wallowing fifteenth in the East. Uh, where they, where are we expecting them to be? I think let's go with the tank. I know. Go with the tank. I know, but you know what? We'll still get the seventh pick. Because have we ever gotten anything but a seventh pick? <laughs> Lions even have a seventh yeah, pick. Yeah, I mean, eventually they got to rig this lottery for the Knicks to win it again, right? I mean, come on. Hey, the Knicks are playing defense for Tom Thibodeau. Not a shock. Uh, yeah, give it another ten games. He'll run him in the ground. He'll he'll play a starter exactly. seven minutes. At exactly. Point. Hey, there'll be a revolt. Mike Breen was calling that game like an NBA Finals game, and it was just a regular season <laughs> game number eight of the season. I I appreciated it. I I do. I appreciated it. He'll lose control as soon as scores opens back up. It's over. <laughs> Exactly. You, know, you got to have something if you're the Knicks. I mean, it, you embrace it. If they win a couple of games, you got to embrace it until they lose 10 straight and then <sighs> Right now, Sixers lead the East at 6-1. and one. Have you seen much of them? A little bit. Uh, Tobias is playing well. And, and I like the him. chemistry there just has to um, – you, you want Doc Rivers to kind of have a, a team that really gets it and really pulls it together and, and doesn't collapse like the Clippers did last year. I don't know if the Sixers can be that team. I don't know where their playoff experience is going to come that's going to carry them to the next level. But maybe they figure it out this year. And, and, and who knows? Maybe they end up getting James Harden, and, and that mix kind of works a little bit better. But I, I would just roll with what they have and just see what you can get from it. And out west, it's you know the front runners. You got the Clippers and the Lakers at five and two, and and the Phoenix Suns, who we all thought were going to take a big step up this year. Yeah, I, I like Phoenix from what I've seen so far. Uh, that that chemistry, you, you add one good vet to that mix, and everything seems to just make sense for them. Uh, but the Lakers, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, the Lakers could be the five seed, and and they're still going to be the favorite. It doesn't matter. Right. And I still think you're going to see a ton of load management from LeBron as we start to get into this a little bit more. That um, they just know they're going to be there when the playoffs come around. Get Rod, it. talk about who's a potential. Uh, you know, I obviously talked about Harden, but a guy that could get moved at the deadline that would actually help a contender. Like if the Celtics made a move, they got all that cap money because they couldn't get anybody this year. Look at the Nets. Nets the have Nets. exemptions right. now. What, no, uh, Spencer didn't what's win. a guy that, you know, other than Harden, and not a flashy name that could actually help a team maybe knock off the Lakers, God willing. Yeah. God willing. I think it's it's still a little bit too early to, to kind of look at some of those things because there's so many teams, you, j- you just rattled off a few of them, that are in the mix that didn't maybe think that they would be this far in the mix. And again, remember, we're talking about the number nine and number 10 team who have an opportunity to play their way in the playoffs. So I think you're going to have, just like baseball, when you expand the wild card right. field, you're going to have right. more teams who think they have a shot. And so you're going to have fewer Good sellers. Point. At yeah. the deadline. Um, so it, it's going to take a while to figure out. And I think the deadline is March 25th, I want to say. So as you get into February, you might see a little bit more separation between the contenders and pretenders. Um, but, I mean, if you're looking at it, I would say Derrick Rose is, is a name that's always oh, yeah. been on that list that, that people have said, hey, this this is the last year of his contract. 
But the Killian Hayes thing is important because if Hayes is hurt uh, seriously and he might be out for a, a chunk of time, the Pistons may say, hey, there's no real need to keep Derrick Rose because the mentorship was what we were trying to do right. with that. And if Hayes can't play, then then maybe Rose becomes a little bit more expendable in that case. Would he be a, would he be a good net? <laughs> he'd be good wherever you – he'd be good in the lifetime fitness. He'd be yeah. good wherever he goes. I mean, he's just he, – he just fits. It doesn't matter. He's He has a nose for the ball. He's a he's pro. He's score. He's a pro. He's just a pro. Absolutely. But the thing with what you made the parallel to baseball, but do you think the same thing would happen in the NBA? Because obviously with baseball, all the frauds got exposed. Do you think someone could step up and, and, and shock somebody or will it be the same thing? Usually not. The lambs get slaughtered. Usually not. Yeah, I, th- I think it's not. It, it's yeah. it, uh, Phoenix is the one that may look to add another piece here or there to try to um, smooth out some of the, the ruffles that they've got. But I think they're they're fine with the roster they have, and they've got a nice young nucleus of young pieces uh, to go along with Chris Paul. And just as soon as they figure it out and start winning tough, tough games, go into L.A. and beat the Lakers, those types of things, when they do that, I think they'll be a serious, serious contender. Uh, Utah, same sort of way. It, is The West is going to be really, really tough, as it's been for the past few years. And once you get down to that point, you'll see teams start to make some moves. Because, again, this, this summer with free agency – Teams don't want to jeopardize their money with that. They're looking more ahead to that than they are to try to contend this year. Because Lakers being the Lakers, what are you really playing for? If, exactly. if, you don't, if you're not going to be a serious, serious contender, yeah. why are you throwing money in the middle of the table? And I know baseball is so behind the times, and they continue to be. And, and I'm not a Manfred guy. I don't know if you guys are. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm still stumping for that job for myself. You know, I still got a not few years left. Okay, good. Uh, but to me, the trade deadline should be in all the sports, should be like the latest possible date. You know what I'm saying? Because when these moves get made, then that's when these playoffs get spicier. You know what I'm saying? So many of these teams, because of these, like Rod made the point with baseball, there were so many teams looking back, like, like why the hell did the Indians trade Lindor? Waste. I know. You know, you could go through all of those, all those early matchups of these teams that didn't make moves at the deadline that should have, might have, might have put somebody over the top. Yankees might have been over the top. Rays might have been over the top. You know what I mean? Someone might have knocked off the Dodgers. If some of these other teams would have sold, but that damn trade deadline is so early. It is. Same thing with the NFL. I never got why the NFL trade deadline is like Halloween. What the hell's the point of that? Good point. Well, like you run your fantasy league, you know, you have trade deadlines in, in the playoffs. You're trading teams. Oh, sorry. I, I was. A, that, I didn't mean to step on your feet there. <laughs> Look at this guy with a cheap no, shot. I didn't mean to step on. Go ahead, Rod. Cheap shot. Go ahead, no, but, but the NBA actually does theirs a little bit later than most because it's typically around um, end of January, early right. February. So it's not. It's not the 41-game mark. It's actually somewhere around the 50-game mark when they like typically ho- do theirs. And that, it, that's and why that's it smart. works. Hockey it, should be late. Because you have a little bit. Yep, yep, I agree. You've, you've got more time to figure out where you are and what you're actually doing. NFL never feels like there's a trade deadline because there's never really any trades to go with. Right. It's, it's, it's In the NBA, it is one of the, the high points of the calendar the, because the, one move helps that. If if the, the, in a league that's so obsessed with TV ratings and obviously, I mean, even even my dad sent the text that, you know, I mean, he's he he. It's funny. He's one of the original Direct TV customers in the state of Michigan. He got it in when we when we moved to Orion in '96. Yeah. He got the dish. So he's had Sunday ticket for however many years that is. And he texted me at like 5:30 Sunday night with you know when they you know they flexed the game the Sunday night and yeah. just he said there's. 
the NFL is just the GOAT league because of the ticket and that. Right. Now and if they can do that with Monday Night Football, sure. it would be good. But, but, but the point I'm getting to is, let's take where's the guy to tell idiot Raj to take it one step further? The trade deadline should be friggin' the Monday after Thanksgiving. Because at that point, you know who sucks I like and that. who doesn't. I do. And, and a team like the Lions, you know, they get slaughtered on Thanksgiving, and then they could turn around and say, you know what? We've been pulling everybody's chain for however many weeks this is, eight, nine, ten weeks. 57 years. 57 years. You know years, what? Sorry. Let's call up somebody that might need Kenny Galladay. Or let's call... it, it would be so great for the ratings because that. then that... That fourth seed yeah. in the NFC might be like, you know what? I need a wide receiver or an AFC. Look Boom. at this year. They added a playoff team. You know what I'm year. saying? Yeah. But Because there would be so many more. If you Because when teams decide that they suck, draft capital is worth so much in that league. And if you have the ability weeks later in the season, like you don't think the Patriots would have called up Tampa and said, hey, uh, it, it, it's, it's the trade deadline. It's, it's December 2nd today. You want Stephon Gilmore? Second round pick, might get Tommy's seventh ring. Yeah, done. You know what I mean? So many teams would have yep. done that. That's just one example. You're hired. Thank you. <laughs> what do you That's think, my Rod? one my one good point of the day. What do you think, Rod? No, no, no. I, the only thing I would say is is sometimes you you get more teams if you do it a little bit earlier. You get more teams who really believe they're they're in it, and so then they start. It's the fool's gold piece of it. Is they think that they're contenders and they're really not. But sure, go ahead and believe it, and you can go ahead and, and, and push in your trade chips and try to get a guy that you think is going to help you. I mean, it, but to his point is, if you do it later, now you know exactly how many teams, and the, the stakes go a little bit higher, and then you might see bigger player moves or more going in the middle of the table to get that. But done. but 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 think about the theater. I mean, you know, it's like I said, the, the last twenty years, the best twenty years of my life watching the NFL. But think of the theater if later in the season the team that got hot could call up and say, you know, a, a team in the, the Colts could call up the Eagles right. and say, you know what, we're, you know, the Patriots are banged up right now. We, we could run them down, give us XYZ player for a draft pick. And you know what? There'd probably be less of this, you know, repeating. I mean, we're yeah. never going to see that again, but you get my point. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm raining on my 20 year parade, but if the later trade deadline could have happened, Moves would have been made. I mean, look at look at the garbage that went on Sunday night with the Giants. You telling me the Eagles, if the trade deadline wasn't later, would have traded some of those guys? This Carson Wentz drama could have already played out. He might have already been dealt to another team that needs a the quarterback problem, in, is, in a new situation. The you know problem what I'm is, is the cap pit. The NFL has to do something about the cap right. pit then. Right, right. Half but, these guys are untradeable. That's the problem. That yeah, yeah. The cap pit is it's something somebody smart has to get in that room with all those old white guys yeah. and say we're there. We run this earth. We're the we're the Amazon of sports and entertainment. Yes. But we can make this still better and 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 a, and a later trade deadline with like, you know, cutting the salary cap hit in, in half because you know these teams that are that are that are strong like like who who's one like the Saints are clobbered by salary cap hits next year, right? Yeah. If they could dump some of that for draft picks with no one Breeze is going to retire, pff, all over it, yep. right? It's good, man. NBA runs it differently. Hey, sit mean, it in. Sit Send the email. Make it happen. There you go. By the way, Rod, how old are you today? 45, right? Young 48. 48? 48? Damn, nice, man. man. Guy looks way better than me for 40. He's 48. I'm, how, old, how old are you? 44. 44? Yeah. 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 But I'm trying to diet. I'm on I'm on day uh, five of the diet. We'll okay. see. Good for you. Yeah. Make it happen. Make had it my happen. Che- had my cheese stick for lunch. 
I saw that. Yeah. I didn't give it a second thought, though. Yeah. Ron, have you been following any college hoops at all? Uh, only a little bit. I mean, I, I think it's. I mean, it's Michigan's looking good. Anything. That's all I wanted to say. I mean, Jawan Howard looks like he's got that team going in the right direction. Hey, you can. You, we can talk about uh, Michigan looking good any day of the week. I mean, that's. I think they. People thought they would be so far down, and Michigan State would be one of the contenders this year. Yeah. And it's. It looks like it's almost the opposite. It is. Hunter Dickinson, I didn't think would would come in and have the season that he is uh, having so far. But again, it's. This whole season is just a wash for me. It's the same it thing that we talked about with college football. Been going through this exercise, and, and basketball is the same way, where you've got a bunch of teams canceling games and stuff. It's a crap so. shot game, but you know what? I'll take what I can get. At least it's going to be a tournament this yeah, year. Yeah, March Madness. We'll do be, our brackets again. Yeah, March. What are they calling it? Mask Madness. I think they they trademarked <laughs> Mask Madness. The NCAA Masked has. Madness. It's going to be oh, in Indianapolis. They're going to play it in a sort of bubble, and hopefully it'll work. Because I really missed it last year, man. I really miss yeah, it. Yeah, I think everybody did. Everybody did. Well, Maz did because he's a degenerate gambler. That's why. I am not a degenerate gambler. <laughs> Maybe when I was a kid. Not anymore. I'm a father. <laughs> Happy birthday, Rod. Happy birthday, Rod. You're the man. No, I appreciate it, guys. That was for, the, right. for the shot about fantasy, you jerk. Hey, buddy. See you, Rod. Be good, man. Be good, Rod. Uh, thanks to everyone that helps us put the show together. Lots to talk about. We got football coming up on our next show. We can't get enough of it. Jim Harbaugh, Lions, Draft, all that. And plenty more coming up. The college football championship we're going to talk about. Thanks to Kelsey and David B. behind the glass. Uh, we appreciate it. Emmett's in the house today. He's back with NRM Streamcast. Thanks to Stevie Mack helping us put the show together. For Brendan, Oh, it's Tom Azaway. We'll talk to you next time on The Wrap.